Hello, my loves. Um, this is a piece about my medicine in the world, and it's called The Self-Care Queen and Body Worship. I have been dubbed the self-care queen by a few friends on separate occasions. I am a classic tourist son. I love luxury and comfort. I love sensual experiences experiences that ask us to deepen into the senses and participate with and in the body. The ultimate picture of my ideal experience is eating a raspberry chocolate mousse in a beautiful California king bed with a high thread count Egyptian cotton sheets while wearing a plush organic robe after having a long hot bath followed by mind-blowing sex. I want it all. Good food, massages, dancing, facials, deeply satisfying and pleasurable sex, Long, hot showers and baths, essential oils, flowers, multiple step skincare routines. And on one level, who doesn't want this? But the difference between me and the person who says, well, yeah, that sounds nice, but when does that happen in real life? Is that I actually make sure these experiences happen for myself regularly because I value them deeply. I spend a large portion of my days lathering my physical self with care. It is a priority. And I expend the energy and time learning, gathering information, and studying my options for products, caregivers, practitioners, and modalities. I value these experiences. I value my body. I cherish her. I participate deeply in her well-being. From the food that I eat and how it's procured, stored, cooked, presented, and eaten, the clothes that I wear, they must be soft, stretchy, and comfortable. I love jewelry and adornment. From the supplements I take to the facial moisturizer I use, it's all intentional and high quality. My daily practices are all about making myself feel luxuriated upon, even if it's just the simple two-minute gua sha facial routine I do before bed. I admittedly have some inborn gifts around this ability to self-care and a deep desire to participate in my well-being. And still, most of my life, I was made to think these gifts were just expensive tastes, and that I was extravagant, selfish, and over the top. And there is a way that without truly being aligned with the deep value and rightness of these self-care practices, they may tip into hedonism or entitled pleasure chasing. There is a way we must be willing to participate in the self-care that allows it to be more than just overindulging. I'll give you a recent example. About a month ago, I got the intuitive nudge to go no poo with my hair. No poo, meaning I stop using shampoo, conditioner, or conventional hair products and instead use a combination of apple cider vinegar, water, rasool clay, herbal infusions, herb-based hydrosols, scalp massage, and brushing for my hair cleansing and care needs. I was honestly kind of annoyed by the nudge. I was like, ugh, seriously, universe? That's so random. And it sounds like a ton of work and time I don't have. But I started looking for resources, and I found Ariel Martinez and her no-poo guide. I begrudgingly started the process of going no-poo. Quickly, I started to see how the process is actually quite delightful and exactly the type of luxury I find most fulfilling. Going no-poo creates ritual, more ritual in the care of my hair. It requires a little bit more participation than just washing my hair with shampoo and conditioner I bought at a store. I know and buy all the ingredients for no poo separately. They are simple, whole food ingredients, no big chemical sounding words made in a factory by strangers in a foreign land. Going no poo allows me to really understand all the ingredients I'm putting on my hair and body 
and have a relationship with them. Going no poo requires two to three months of transition as well so that the natural oils can work their way down the entire hair strand and your scalp pH can regulate after years and years of detergent-based cleansers. Right now, my hair looks and feels pretty gross. But so, and so, there is a commitment to the process involved, like every, and just like every other type of true self-care. There needs to be some erectness, some willingness to create a new habit, try a new thing, make mistakes, maybe look stupid. Commitment and surrender are involved in consistent participation in your well-being. And this is where hedonism and the type of prioritized self-care I practice become very, very different. Unbridled pleasure-seeking doesn't require any true commitment. It's just doing whatever feels good. It's eating the whole chocolate cake and then being sick. It's consumption-focused. Whereas prioritizing well-being is participation-focused. There is a a give and a take. People tend to associate luxury with a big price tag. But in my experiences, in my experience, and I've had high price tag ex- luxury experiences, it's actually about how we participate and how deeply we let ourselves enjoy the experience that creates an experience of true luxury. I've had some of the most luxurious experiences in my own home, giving myself and my body space, time, and attention. Sometimes making an appointment, driving to the spa, paying for the spa, and parking at the spa, etc. is actually more stressful than just creating a homemade self-care experience. Dry brushing my skin, giving myself a massage with jojoba oil, soaking in a long salt bath, lounging in bed, napping in the middle of the day with full permission. As much as people talk about how important self-care is, most are unwilling to truly give themselves the experience of letting their physical body be worshipped by themselves. This is how I've started to relate to the type of self-care I do, as body worship. It is all fueled by a deep reverence for my being, an honoring of myself. I worship this magical bunch of cells, muscle, tissue, bone, and blood that carries me throughout the world. I give them space. And when they speak to me through symptoms, I do not get victimized or repressed or power through them. I listen and act accordingly. I will not override my needs or desires. I will spend time, energy, effort, and financial resources on myself and my family's health. I will not outsource my healing or health because it is my most imperative resource. It is a revolutionary act to care for ourselves this deeply and with such devotion to be in awe of what our bodies give back to us on a daily basis. In my work, I serve the divine union between the feminine and the masculine, but the truth is the feminine is what needs exalting in most cases. Our physical body is feminine. She is our mother earth, the pus, guts, bodily fluids, pee, and excrement, as well as the beauty of the swivel of hips or curve of a breast. Symptoms are the way the feminine communicates with us, the aches, the pain, nausea, and symptoms. One of the one place where we can bring balance into our own lives is to start to honor our physical form, to allow our form to guide and direct us through its communications of feelings, pings, intuition, and symptoms, to give ourselves space to properly feel things without filtering them through the mind. This is the work I do and part of the medicine I bring to all of my containers. Um, That's the end of the piece. Um, This is like 
I'm feeling a huge, big body of work kind of coming in and I'll talk more about it. Um, I'm sure. (laughs) And so this is like, there's a, there's a thread that's this thing, this self-care queen and body worship. Um, and you know, when I say at the end, like this is the work I do and part of the medicine I bring to all of my containers, this is just a place where this clarity has really like dropped in that like this body worship is something that I do and is a gift and a skill and, you know, something that an experience that I've cultivated over my life. And there's also a way that I'm in such approval of the way that I care for myself. And I think that's, that's a spot where a lot of people, they want to take care of themselves, but they don't have the approval to do it. So it's like, you know, yeah, it sounds so great to like lounge around in bed. And then I make space for myself to do that. And I don't end up doing it because I can't actually like just sit there and be with myself in the quiet, in the dark, because I feel like I should be doing something else. Um, or, you know, I mean, the classic is like people that, you know, they don't want to spend money on themselves, like for a massage. It feels extravagant. It feels like too much. It feels, um, you know, indulgent, like I was saying. And, you know, maybe sometimes it is, uh, but like maybe it's not. If you really like need a massage and want a massage and you can actually let yourself have that experience and fully like let it sink into your body, um, that is exactly what we're talking about when we talk about this body worship and, um, and, you know, like not just going and getting like the cheapest massage, but actually researching or like asking around to people that you trust, like, who do you like? And, you know, finding practitioners that are like, you know, you want to go to a chiropractor and just like signing up for any chiropractor. It's like, no, like shop around, figure out which ones are aligned with you and your values that's the place where there is this amount of effort and energy that we have to put into true self-care and like truly not abandoning ourselves, right? Through, through these um, choices that we make about how to, how to take care of ourselves. Like it's, you know, it's like, it's like going to the doctor just because they're the ones that are covered by your insurance, even though you don't like the doctor. Um, And I'm not saying, you know, I understand that there are financial limitations for sure, but there's always like more kind of digging you can do and more to participate, more participation you can be in with yourself and your and your care and like more responsibility that you can bring in to these things. I think that's that's what this thread is, is like this responsibility for our own well-being Um and just on a day to day basis, you know, not talking about the practitioners we choose, but like how are we on a day-to-day basis actually listening to what our body needs? Um, I see a lot of, of women who are, you know, exhausted. They're, they're not sleeping well. They maybe have like thyroid conditions or, you know, symptoms of like low thyroid, like cold hands and feet, nervousness, um, you know, feeling really like, kind of like they can't sit still, like that energy of like, I just got to keep doing that energy is, you know, indicative that there's like a lot of stress hormones running through our body. And so there's a way that, you know, really listening to our body in this way is that we need a lot more rest. Um, I do a 
modality called voice dialogue with people. And voice dialogue allows us to give voice to different aspects of ourselves. And one of my favorite things to facilitate is actually giving voice to the body. To get, so like talking to the to the body as if it had a voice. And one of the things almost across the board, not every single person, but pretty much every single person I've talked to that except for like one or two in my whole career of this, when I talk to the body, the body is always extremely tired. I like that's all the body like wants to wants to say is like, I'm just so tired. I want more rest. She pushes me too hard. You know, I'm giving her the signs and the symptoms that I need more rest and I need more nourishment and I need more space. And like, she just keeps pushing me and just keeps going harder and busier and doing more. And, you know, even if we feel like we can't sit still, that's actually a sign that we need to sit still even more. It's kind of like that saying, uh, you know, where it's like, if you can't meditate for 10 minutes a day, meditate for an hour a day because you really need it. Right. So it's like that. It's like if you can't sit still uh, for 10 minutes or 30 minutes, like or if you can't sit still at all, then you really do need to actually sit still. Like that's actually what is being asked of you. Um, and there's also this piece around like consumption, I think, coming up in some of my work. And that's around, you know, we we have so much information at our fingertips, right? Social media. Google, our phones, we always have it right there ready. Uh, Podcasts, um, you know, video series, like, and there's this almost like FOMO energy of like, well, I need to, I need more, I need to know more, I need to like gather more information. And so there's a way that I think this self care in a lot of, in a lot of, and this is, you guys, listen to me here when I'm saying I'm talking to myself. Like, I am not saying that I have perfected this stuff. Like this piece is about how much I do care for my physical body and that's all true, but I still really struggle with sitting still sometimes. I still really struggle, you know, to to take to take and make the time. Um and I'll just give you an example like today I have um an appointment with a session with someone at to my time. It's 1230 now. I really wanted a couple hours for a nap, but I've been writing this piece for like three days and I really wanted to finish it. And I knew that if I went up and like tried to take a nap, I was going to just be thinking about this piece and was I going to have the time to finish it? And, um, and so I, it was actually the kindest thing for my rest to actually come and finish this piece and then go do the rest. And, that's a, there's a fine line there between right, right? Like, it's like, is it really true to do the thing that you think you have to do or is it not? And in this case today, for me, it actually was true to, to write this, to finish and write this piece, um, before going and resting, even though I do feel quite tired and I didn't sleep well last night and I do need some rest before this appointment that I have. So, my point is here that like, you know, there's, there's nuances and gray areas. And so, and, and like, we're all living, you know, with our own, uh, limitations and our own places where we don't, you know, we're not, we're not perfect and we don't do these things super well. But my point is, is that like, um, 
yeah, that like a lot of times, a lot of like most of us have to sit still. Like there is such an obsession with physical um, self-care equating to like exercise and movement. And in my experience, most women actually need a lot more stillness. They need a lot more sitting still. They need a lot more like lying down. They need a lot more rest. Not that physical like movement isn't great for us. Like I try to walk every day, but if I am stressed at all, I do not do any sort of like intensive workouts or strength training because it's actually not, it's not conducive to, um, to healing and to my health. And so I think that was just a piece I wanted to kind of like put in here because I, I always see this confusion where people, where women think that self-care is like exercise and it's, and in a lot of cases that's actually burning us out more. Um, even if it feels good at the time, it's because it elevates our stress hormones, right? Um, so I feel like that was a little bit of a tangent from this piece, but hopefully maybe somebody needed to hear it. <laughs> um, and there are currently three ways to work with me. Um, homebody sessions, this is very much along this this vein. Um, the homebody like pro- process actually came through my own process of of this, of like self-care, of like something that I do with myself on a regular basis. So it's really nourishing, really beautiful. Um, this is one hour with, for the journey and then 15 minutes of digestion. It's 222. And you can just message me to book there. I also have one, one to one alchemical journey, um, that I can book. And that's a 12 month program with me one-to-one guiding you to connect to your most resource self during big life transitions like divorce, motherhood, death, things like that is typically when people sign up for something like this. Um, or there's just a big sea change. Like you're just kind of, you know, moving up in your, in your, uh, like you're evolving in some way, right? You're going, you're moving through some sort of big portal in your life and you can just message me to book a free connection call about this. I have been feeling the last couple couple weeks that there is someone out there playing with this, uh, coming into this alchemical journey. So if that's you and you're listening to this, please reach out. Let's do it. Um, or, you know, take your time. It's totally fine. I'm not in any rush, but I just wanted to say that I feel someone kind of circling my field in that way. Um, the third way is one-to-one nourishment deep dive. These are a 90-minute one-to-one session with me where we'll go over your health history, current eating habits, symptoms, health goals, and I'll come up with a personalized plan for you to implement. Um, these really have to be like someone that's ready to make some changes in their diet and their lifestyle. And of course, this medicine of this piece today is, comes into this deeply as well. So you can just message me to apply. Um Then I am going to start saying there is, if you're interested in joining Fed for the next round starting in 2023, just hit reply and let me know uh, and I'll keep you on the list to be the first to know when applications are open again. So um, it's a ways out, but I wanted to just start putting it out there, especially on this piece where I'm talking about my medicine because so much of of the medicine of Fed is in this piece as well. So much love. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon.